Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Friends Podcast, man. Yes, thank sir. you so much for joining us today. And if it's your first time, thank you for coming through, man. We appreciate you for coming and listening to what we have to say today, man. So let me introduce myself. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my co-host. My name is Rod, and this is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out on all streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and also check out our socials at the Friends Podcast. Yeah, man, we're everywhere you can even imagine. So check us out, uh, you know, whenever y'all get the chance, man, tap in with us and all that cool shit. Um, so usually we have like, you know, solo podcasts where we kind of chop it up amongst ourselves. But today we got a special guest in the building. So go ahead and introduce Absolutely. yourself. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, D So Nice, a.k.a. The Smooth Operator from Chicago. Yes, sir. So we're glad to have D So Nice in the building today to kind of talk about everything he got going yeah. on past sure. present and future so i guess let's kind of get into it uh how we usually do uh i guess how was everybody's week this week we can start with you right uh my week's pretty good um normally i was working nights uh the past week but working days uh getting back to my regular schedule um about to go check out this uh soccer game uh later on today new york red bulls mm-hmm. um yeah hopefully they get a dub today what you got up this weekend Man, not shit for real, man. I, I took it. I, I went kind of crazy last weekend. So this weekend, I'm kind of just trying to recalibrate and, and chill for real. Cause like, yeah, I'm not trying to water. Yeah, for real, for real. I need some water for real. Um, so I'm really kind of kicking it this weekend, kind of getting some editing done, getting some clips ready, um, you know, to get sent That's out and up. things like that. But uh, other than that, uh, I guess what about you, D? So nice. What's been going on with you this week? Man, so it's been kind of busy. I just had a baby last month. Congratulations. So, okay. Appreciate y'all. So, man, I've been trying to get back adjusted to the father. Like, this is my second. So, just getting back adjusted to not getting no sleep and <laughs> yeah. trying to manage to, you know, do my music and work at the same time. So, okay. It's been a good week, man. Just had um, a show yesterday. Went good. Got a show tonight. So, just trying to stay busy. Where was the show at? Um, this one was up north, um, like north downtown kind of area of Chicago. Okay. It was like um, a pop-up event, pop-up shop event, man. It was pretty dope. dope. Stay high wear. It's a lot of uh, great vendors in there, man. I had some edibles. One lady had a, um, had some shroom drinks, like mm. shroom or chata. <laughs> I'm like, God, yeah, man, it was, it was pretty dope. How'd that taste? I ain't get one. I don't mess with, you know, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out if I want to tap in with that. Mm. I'm just strictly, strictly Zai OG right now. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. And let's kind of, before we even get into like, you know, your whole background and stuff like that, let's kind of talk about that. Like, you know, you and fatherhood and trying to balance that, you know, with like making your music. Is that something that's been tough for you? Because I know you said this is your second kid. So is it tough to kind of like make everything work where you can like, okay, I got to do this today, that today. You know what I mean? Like, how was that experience? Well, i say with the first one, it, it hit me hard. I, I had ended up letting it affect me too much. And not saying like it was a bad thing, but just not understanding how to balance it. And I had ended up taking like a two, three year break. Like just, you know what I mean? Just wasn't that motivated. I'm more worried about working you know, trying to provide for the fam and all that, and I let it get to me. So I know that this time, I didn't have to do that. I can balance. I need to learn how to balance my schedule better, you know what I mean? If I really want what I mm-hmm. want, which I do, then I'll make it happen. No sleep, 
hey, you know, still got to get up for work. Hey, I just got to get to it, man. Because day day day, this what I want. And whatever come along that ride, man, I got to deal with it. So I say this time I'm learning how to balance it more. You know, just don't let it affect me and get to me that I might not be doing as much on that end when I know that hey, it's all going to pay off in the end. Okay, definitely feel that, definitely feel that. So let's kind of get into Diso Nice's background. So uh, kind of tell the people, you know, where you from and, um, you know, kind of like what was your upbringing like, you know, as, you know, as an adolescent, you know, like way back in the day. Well, I'm from originally from Cal City, which is a suburb, like probably 15 minutes from Chicago. Um, so I grew up out there, moved a lot. So just was all over the birds, just, you know, was real sports head. I always wanted to hoop. Like, I ain't seen myself being a rap. Like, I rap, you know, but I was more so mm-hmm. football, baseball, basketball, like, all the way up until probably. So, basketball was your main sport? Basketball, yeah, main sport. What like, position? Like, whatever. Like, I'm just a shooter. <laughs> I'm just a shooter, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. So, yeah. well, you know, I'm just trying to hoop shit. My cousin called me D1, you know what I mean? So, that was my first rap name. Got that tatted on me. That was my first rap name, D1. And I was in a group, so I did that for a while, you know. But it just what was, was the uh, group about? Like, what, what happened with that? Um, our group, our name was uh, Melodic Music, and then we switched to Animaniacs after mm-hmm. a while. So we was like back in that ASAP uh, TDE when that first started popping mm-hmm. off 2012, 2011, yeah. 2012, 2013. So we was kind of like on that vibe, you know, hip hop, strictly, you know, what I mean, trying to outbar my motherfuckers and all. It was about stuff. four people. Like it was exactly four people. Four yeah, people. it was okay. four people. <laughs> so yeah, we had our own stuff: producers, rappers, uh, you know, drew, drawers. You know what I mean? Everybody played the drums. I was just the only one that just wrote, just write, rap. Is that music still out? Oh yeah, it's a mixtape called Lobby Gagging. Okay. It's probably still on Dad Piff. If Dad Piff's <laughs> still around, I don't even know exactly. That's how long ago it was on uh, uh, Dad Piff. So I don't know if it's if Dad Piff's still around, but Lobby Gagging, yeah, man. So like eighteen right. tracks, I think 17, 18 tracks on there, all in-house studio produced, recorded. Man, it's man, we was in the apartment just recording wherever we can, man. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Now, kind of talk about. Um, so you said you're from, you know, like outside of Chicago. Like, kind of talk about your experiences in Chicago. Like, you know, your first experiences. Like, what was it like first going there, and or was you always pretty much in the city for the most part? Nah, OG ain't never let me go out there, and I always wondered why. You know what I mean? So I ain't know until I started being able to drive. So around sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. When I was able to drive, man, I was staying in the city. Little chicks, I'm always having a city chick. <laughs> you know, not knowing why my OG tripping because I'm out here. You know what I mean? Like, man, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I'm trying to go see this little female. You know, yeah. I hear stories and shit. I ain't worried about that. So, um, but most of my friends are from the city, so I go out to the city. Most of the hoop spots, the good hoop spots is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. All the shows is in Chicago. So if I got a show, you know, I might be in a, in a bad neighborhood, but shit, that's where the show at. So, I'm, a, you know what I mean? I got to rock out. I got to take the opportunities that I, that I got. Now that I got older, I understand now. I might not want to go do a, a show too close to O Block or something. You know what I mean? I might not <laughs> yeah. want to go do it. You know what I mean? It ain't that serious. You know what I mean? So... But I always had good experiences, you know. I ain't never had nothing bad happen and to me personally. I can't wood. Yeah, you know? yeah. I feel that. That's that's a good thing, man. Um, yeah. Talk about your shows a bit more, and uh, how is it performing in front of a crowd for you? 
man, it's great. Like, I had somebody tell me yesterday, like, sometimes when I'm performing, I feel like maybe I'm not going hard enough or something. But I had somebody tell me, like, man, you know your set real good, man. Like, you did everything bar for bar. And so I just try to, you know, say I like to know my stuff more than I know somebody else's stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't really tap into too many albums. Like, don't, last album I probably tapped in hard was Kendrick album because I had to hear what he had to say. It's been five years. I hear you. You know what I mean? But other people or the new artists and stuff, like, I listen to a single, but I like to study my music so I can be prepared for these shows. You know, I need to, if, if a beat cut out or something go wrong, I need to still know my verse so I can catch it. You know what I mean? So I just love doing shows and I, I find my own shows wherever I can rock out at, man. I'll be more than happy to. What's the energy like during the show? Are you the type of artist who stays in one spot with the mic or do you move around and, uh, Moving with the crowd in a little bit. If, if it's a stage, like yesterday, it was just a straight floor. So, you know, mm-hmm. I try, I move around the floor or whatever, whatever the space I get. If it's a stage, I'm trying to go all over the stage. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get back in shape. So I can't do all the jumping around and stuff. I'd be out of breath. I had a 20 minute set yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, by the seventh song, I'm, you know what I mean? Out of that breath. <laughs> uh, I'm still, you know what I mean? Trying to provide the energy. I'm giving everybody great eye contact. You know what I mean? Trying to make sure I'm engaging with the crowd. I'm more of a smooth style rapper and stuff, so I'm just trying to, you know, make you bob your head and hear me what I'm actually saying, you know what I mean? And hopefully it's one of the songs where I do somebody can fuck with. Yeah, it was that waiting to inhale. Is that what you've been uh, performing? Uh, some songs off of there, probably about two or three tracks off of there, and then some unreleased joints also. I'm working on a um, tape called The Sapphire Tape right now. Um, I so, saw that. Yeah, so I'm uh, doing a couple songs off of there also. And some songs that ain't got a tape yet. I was just practicing for to try to get crowd reactions, see how if they like that, if I should keep performing that, and what style of crowds I should perform my songs in. Mm-hmm. Now, kind of talk about just, you know, staying on performing. Has it always been pretty easy for you? Like, were you always, like, a natural on the stage? Or did you have, like, stage fright at some point where, like, you ain't really even want to, you know, get in front of people? Like, how has that experience been? It's crazy because probably when I first started, I feel like I'd be nervous. Like, I couldn't do a song that I just recorded yesterday. Like, we did that before, and it went bad. Like, mm. that shit was terrible. <laughs> then I have a, uh, when I was younger, like, if somebody freestyling, I'd get more nervous in a freestyle because everybody watching you circled around you and shit like that. So I was like, hey, I'm nervous. But when I get on stage and I'm by myself, man, I just feel like, so everybody watching me, like, I need to give them something to watch, give them something to pay attention to, want them to see more. So I definitely got that fear out of me real quick. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, and also let me touch on something that you said. Uh, you kind of said that you kind of got a smooth flow, to like, you know, easy listening and stuff like that. And that's something that I noticed, you know, listening to your music, like listening to Waiting to Inhale and Cradle to the Grave and stuff like that. You kind of make it intentional to, make sure that people hear exactly what you're saying by having a certain flow. Like, is that intentional to, you know, every time when you write and like, okay, they got to hear exactly what I'm saying. I feel like that because I won't, I don't want any bar missed. Like, I feel like I'm putting something in every bar. Uh, it might be a simple bar. Or it might be a intricate bar. Like you got to think more, but I just, I used to rap. Too rapidly, rapidly. I too you too lyrical miracle type stuff. So <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And that it didn't really I listen to them songs nowadays and I'll be like, man, what the hell was I talking about? Now I found out where I can still do that, but just have it a little more simpler and a little bit more smoother for the listener. 
because man, like that's all it's about, man. It's about the listener. It ain't about what you know. I like I like my music, yeah, but I need other people to like it as well. So, mm-hmm. and I, I got that along the way, man. I've been doing this for a while. I feel that, and you know, on your journey, have you? I'm sure you probably done, you know, sp- spread around and went to different like other states and stuff like that and performed. Like, how has your experience been with that? Just traveling around and kind of like spreading your message and your music, you know, throughout the country. Actually, I have a check. That's that's next okay. on the agenda. Actually, I've been, you know, trying to um, get into Nashville next month. Actually, I've been trying to, you know, network do that. Um, I got a couple connects in Seattle that was rocking with me. So okay. I'm trying to, you know, get out. But that's definitely next on the agenda is getting out to these different mm-hmm. states. And because I got supporters in different states and I didn't, you know, what I mean, realize that until they actually reach out and let it be known. So I'm like, man, you know, like one of my songs is real big in St. Louis. Uh, I saw I'm like, damn, St. Louis. I'm like, that's, you know, you few, few hour drive. I go to St. Louis mm-hmm. and perform that song, you know, but so but that's definitely up next for me. So you say you've been doing this for a while. Uh, how yeah. long uh, has that been for you? Like, when did you start rapping and writing? Without the the, ten, the little three-year gap, I started being serious back in, like, 2011, 2010, when I got in the group. I was, by my, I was always by myself. And i say what really kicked it off for me, 09, I went to a Drake concert at uh, Eastern Illinois. It's back when Weezy was locked up. So he was doing Damn. all the college tours and shit. And I just yeah. seen, like, it just... It hit me so hard, like damn, he getting so much love, like yeah, like love. It's just the crowd was rocking, like damn, I really, I need to lock in, really try to figure out how I'm gonna do this. So, and at that time, I was going by D1 and joined the group and stuff. You know what I mean? It went good, but like I said, I had the baby, and then I just fell off being consistent. What album was that with the Lil Wayne uh, tour? Um, that had to be. 2011. If you said oh no, it had to be oh nine 2010 because that was my freshman year of college. I graduated oh nine, so that and when he was when he was locked up for that New York shooting, oh yeah, that uh, that gun, man, I can't remember. I can't remember what album that was, bro. That had to be before So Far Gone. I'm pretty sure. I really, I want to say it was after. I want to say it was around that to the first album. For okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a throwback for real. So yeah, yeah. we kind of t- let's kind of talk about that then, since we kind of on the topic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you seem like because that was early for like if you on Drake at that point, like that's early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's before everybody really got on the bandwagon. So kind of talk about like your influences. Like, was Drake one of your big influences? Wayne, like who was mm-hmm. you, who was in your headphones back then when you was first starting off? Man, Wayne head man for real, bro. Like all the, the droughts, the Carters. Man, the sorry for the waves. All that shit, bro, was in heavy rotation. Gucci. I say mostly Southern artists, because that was like popping back when, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So I was T.I.'s, Lil Wayne's. I really fuck with, uh, once Crit came out, I really started fucking with Crit. I want to meet Crit one day. I feel like my style intertwines with that a little bit. I can um, see that. I can see currency, that. Currency. Sure. Uh, also, so, man, like, a lot of southern artists really and then i kind of like uh had some houston influence too i love that music also the screw man so ugk's the some thugs paul walls all that type man all back then and that stuff was a heavy rotation for me um, okay so what was like your top three little wayne albums or mixtapes 
I'm about to say, man, them mixtapes was hard, yeah. bro. The mixtapes um, better than the albums. Man, I like probably no have sellers. to say, No Sellers will probably be one. Dedication 2 will probably, oh, man, it's between, there's No Sellers, I ain't gonna rank them. No Sellers, Dedication 2, and The Drought 3. Them just, yeah. yeah, I can't rank them, but them, the top, them my top three, Wayne. Yeah, I think Dedication 1, that's when I first heard Currency, I think. Like, that was, mm-hmm. like, 07 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, Dedication yeah. 2, we took it up, man. I love, And then I love them, the mixtape covers, man, for them dedications was always raw to me. What about that Carter 3? Carter 3, man, that's a classic, man. That album, No Skips. My favorite song off of that. At that time, when it first came out, it was Let the Beat Build. Yeah, right. man, that shit was so raw, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I feel uh, yeah. like Carter Three overrated though. Like, I feel like it's just too like it's too. At the time, he was like I said, at that time, shit. The mixtapes were probably better than the Carter Three. Yeah, but his hype was so man, it was so up there. I don't think he could have put out any bad. He could have put anything on that damn song on that mix on that album. We would have said it was raw. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> At that <laughs> point, yeah, out, sure. you know, when he came out with a milli, that, that was it. It was like, right, yeah, bro, that shit was hard. Like it was so simple, mm-hmm. but it was hard at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, can't even really explain it. But yeah, a million mm-hmm. a week. Yeah, <laughs> he did. I remember niggas was uh, burning tapes of that shit. Like that's what yeah. that's back when niggas had CDs and you had to burn the burn the yep. shit to the CD, bro. Yeah, like, I used to do that yeah, shit yeah. and like yeah, if the yeah. dudes in uh, school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the motherfucker five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nah, all the music, man. Mm-hmm. So, kind of talk about like, okay, so that was like 2010, like 05 to 010 era. Like, what kind of shit was you on in like 2015 where you was like, okay, this is my shit? Like, because Wayne wasn't around. Yeah, and no, that was, that's when they transitioned to ASAP, uh, probably ASAP, Kendrick, J. Cole, Wale. Mm-hmm. That's probably when all I started transitioning. That sounded that. like one train song. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that is one train uh, minus Danny Brown. Right. Um, let's talk about Kendrick Lamar there, man. Like, so when it comes to Kendrick, what do you feel like is his, you know, his his best work? Do you feel like it's Mr. Morale or something before that? I feel like a lot of artists, man, they first stuff that first get them on public is always going to be their best. Like that section eighty, mm-hmm. that shit, it, like it went so hard, bro. At that time. Had a lot of niggas mimicking Kendrick. Like, mm. it went from trying to be a trapper, like, ah, oh, damn, these niggas listen to this hippity hop shit. Let's, <laughs> let's try to do this. You know what I mean? It's always going to change. Mm-hmm. So, that conscious rap. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it never went away. It just take that one great person to get everybody back on that wave. And then here come the. When did J. Cole start that? They all, they all started by like, oh, nine when he dropped the. Was the come was up? that Friday Night Lights? Oh yeah, Friday Night Lights. That was probably like twenty ten, right? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. It had to be. I think so, bro. When he did that on uh, Erica Badu sample joint, man, that shit was hard. Hell yeah, yeah, too deep for the joint. intro. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. hard. Um, uh, let's go ahead and let's get back into D so nice real quick. You know, we kind of took a little detour, so let's talk about waiting to inhale. Um, so I, I went ahead and listened to the project. Definitely like I like your beat selection. That's number one. Um, your subject matter is cool. I noticed you talk about, you know, talk about these women a lot for mm-hmm. sure in your music, which is a must for sure. Um, so kind of talk about, you know, the the beginning stages of waiting to inhale, inhale and kind of like what was your mindset at when you was putting this project together? 
Really, I ain't gonna lie to you. Way to in hell is like a, just a collection of songs I've been sitting on. So I was like, I was just sitting one day and I played them all together. Like I switched the order so many times, just trying to hit. Like man, I got enough so I could just make an EP. You know, four twenty coming up. Shit, uh, I went and searched up to see if any tapes been called Waiting to in Hell. I only found one from uh, Devin the Dude from back in like two thousand, two thousand one. So I'm like, oh shit. We got it. I had the cover. Hit up this um, a fellow artist named Runway Bella from Chicago. And she had that picture. I asked her if I can use it for a cover. She said, yeah. I do all my uh, own cover art as well. So okay. all the songs that I put out that y'all probably don't see, all the cover art I did. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, appreciate it. So and then I'm just like, man, this, this sounds like some smoking shit. Some real shit on here, some smoking shit. And some stuff for the ladies also. So and it came out to be waiting to inhale, like, and I personally feel like this is just gonna get better. Like, I didn't even put all the the best songs that I have on there. And why was that? Was it you? Did you not put the best ones because you was like, let me hold on to this for like a bigger play, or this yeah. was just kind of, or did you feel like everything yeah. fit together? Yeah, that's like why it? I didn't put that many songs on there as well. Like, it's only like twenty. The tape on like twenty minutes, nineteen minutes. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to oversaturate the listener, you know, with too many vibes as i like to call them and just want to want just wanted to leave them one more you know what i mean so that's why i just put the the top eight that i had been sitting on that i feel like everybody will like you probably not like everything but it has something for everybody on there okay i feel that um not, and i kind of noticed on like the last i think it was on on second thought and what you want to do I think you was experimenting a little bit with the auto tune. Like, yeah. is that something that's been new for you, or you've been doing that since you know back back you know when you first started? No, nah, that was new. Like my cousin used to always talk shit to me. He was like back in like 2016 when I took my break. He like, man, y'all ass gonna be one of them singing niggas, ain't you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro. I just rap, bro. No, nah. and you know. And then so when I started doing it, I'm like, man, you know, I can't sing, but shit, you know, I can harmonize a little bit. And I know what I'm going for. So, you know, I just get in a booth experiment and the engineer hook it up. Shout out Brother Jeff for that. He engineered both of those at the audio office. Want to shout them out. Um, put the auto-tune on it. And I, oh, and I feel like it got clean for me to put out for me. And I, It helped me learn my vocal range and what I can do and what I can't do as far as the music now that I've been doing since I dropped that tape. Okay, you just mentioned, you know, the studio and, you know, the engineer hooked it up. Kind of talk mm -hmm. about your studio environment, like your ideal, like when you in there, do you need everybody, like all the homies in there, you know, some, you know what I'm saying, some shorties in there or nah, all by nah. yourself? Back in the day, when I first started, I always thought like, hey, I need the guys in here, you know, tell, tell some thoughts come through, slide. But uh, now, shit, I tell people, hey, I'm having a stew session. If you want to slide, smoke one, come smoke one. Or... Uh, last time I probably had a lot of people in there. I booked a photo shoot in the studio session. So, okay, okay. Other than that, I just need to be there with the engineer, bro. Because I'm a nine times out of ten, I'm gonna come in with the song I already wrote, my idea for it already. You know what I mean in my head. So I just need to come re record. Like I'm sitting on some songs now. I can't wait to go record. But I got some shows, so I've been focused more on practicing for the shows than going to the studio. When you write, uh, do you do hook first or the verse first? How does it work for you in that process? <sighs> it don't even – I got to find a beat first, bro, and it, it depends on how hard I'm mm -hmm. feeling the beat. I ain't going to lie to you. Cradle to the Grave, I wrote the hook first. Uh, I heard the beat, and I just started 
like hearing hearing it by my head and I wrote that hook first. The um let me see, number two joint, I wrote the hook first. The Coach K, I wrote the verse first. I already had the verse. So yeah. it just it just depends on how I'm feeling the beat at the time, bro. Did you drop uh number two twice? Because I saw it like 2019 yeah. and then it came Yeah, back I dropped it twice. And then I just shot a video for it. Yeah. So I, I never put it on the tape or anything. So, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, a lot of people, that's like my best song to a lot of people. So I might as well just throw it on the tape and just do it. And then like, I just shot the video last weekend for it. So video will be coming soon for that. How's the video looking? Man, it's going to be straight glass, bro. Straight clean, smooth. Got my um my co-star in there, uh, Cinnamon. So, man, it's going it's to turn some heads, man. Hopefully, I get a lot of good uh, reactions from it. Is right in the Chicago area? Yeah. I shot it downtown by um, University of Illinois, Chicago, UIC. Okay. People um, always like them landmarks. Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely shot it downtown. Um, I shot a couple videos downtown. My Mo Pimpin' video was shot off Michigan Ave, right smack dab in the middle of downtown. So I definitely like to have some good scenery in there. And I was taking a look at your, uh, you know, the Sade's mood that you had dropped like a month ago. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know what it was. Like Chicago got a certain look. Was that in Chicago too? Yeah, that was in Chicago. Now that was in the hood though. Yeah. So that was, yeah. So it's downtown. They ain't going to have no apartments like that. And with the, I was like in the back of some apartments, so that's why the stairs and stuff look like that. I was yeah. definitely in the hood. Did you have to check in? <laughs> no, no, I stay over there. So no, <laughs> no I'm good. She said check in, man. <laughs> Going somewhere with that shit. No, nah, nah, I ain't posted over the blocker, man. But I stay over there though, so I'm good. That's what's up. No, nah, but like, uh, that's that's what I was gonna say though. Like, I don't know, Chicago got a certain look to it, like. Even if you see a video in Philly, like they should look a certain way, like they houses, mm-hmm. Detroit should look a certain way. So that's kind of always interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so let me back up and, and kind of talk about, you know, your writing process. So you always write pen and paper like on your phone or do you off, or do you record it in your head and kind of spit it like that? Now it's a phone. So when I first started, it wasn't nothing but paper, pen and paper, whatever. But now I just I got to put it in the phone. Or if I'm out somewhere and I got, I just came up with some bars randomly. I got to use my voice memo, keep some bars in there. But yeah, now it's just all, I almost, I almost had a heart attack a few weeks ago. I deleted a verse out of my shit, <laughs> <laughs> out of my phone, and I'm trying to figure out how to undo it and shit. So yeah, and I, I might have to uh, do something, go back to writing on paper. Yeah, because that shit, unless you burn it, shit, it'll be there. I was, I'm telling you. Do you still have like them old notebooks and stuff from, you know, when you was writing back then? Uh, I just found a piece of paper the other day, man. It was trash, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because <laughs> I used to, most of the stuff I used to write on paper, I ain't had no beat to. So okay. I was just writing bars. So that's why I say now I use the phone because I can listen to the beat at the same time and just be on my phone. Because back then I just used to write bars and try to put it to a beat and stretch the whatever flow come with it. Okay, so now you don't write, or now yeah. you do write to specific <laughs> beats now. Yeah, yeah, okay, now I write okay. the beats. Or I write to a beat and put it to a different beat. It might go better with a different beat or something. But now I need a beat so I can find my flow. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of talk about um, like shooting your videos and stuff like that. Um, is it always something? How, how involved are you in the process of like I want it to look like this, or do you kind of let the videographer kind of like 
direct the whole, you know, the whole situation. Um, so what I'm at like, I think I'm at like seven videos this year, six or seven. Um, mm -hmm. so depending on what vibe I'm going for, like my boy KY that shot the shot a move. If I want more like a gritty hip hop style look, I want him to shoot it. If I got more of a storyline, like the Cradle to the Grave or something like that, I got my boy little Eric. He gonna shoot it. Like he just shot the number two video. So I feel like I come to my my camera man. I'm telling what I got, my base idea, and then I just let them do use their creative skills after that. When I was looking on Apple Music uh, for mm -hmm. the Way to Inhale, it was labeled as a compilation album. Was that on purpose? Yeah, because most of those songs like was already put out. Probably like half of the songs was already on uh, Apple Music as it, as it was. So I just decided I'm just grouping together and call it an EP tape. Okay, so when you get into the the mind state, hey, I want to make a project. Uh, do you know where the intro and where it's gonna end up? And you think every track through and want to like be cohesive into like some type of story or whatever you're trying to portray. Or do you just cool. normally put a bunch of different tracks that you got and you just want to get want people to hear it? Waiting to inhale was like that, yeah. The sapphire tape is gonna make it's gonna all flow with each other. Um and the stuff going forward all flows with each other. Like I got a few songs um in the works now that's gonna go with uh the song, a poem leading into the next song. So I hear you. Yeah, so I'm trying to adjust to that. The Way Into Hell is just an experiment. Get stuff out. 420, smoke to it, whatever. But everything moving forward, all got a purpose to it. Everything is going to coincide with each other. Uh, and the more, videos, so, too? The videos, yeah. like The video, I'm just... It's that was like my going hard there. The visuals. the visuals, bro, like pictures. I just try to stay with my pictures. Get pictures done every week video every other week at least trying to stay on top of it bro just trying to have as much content as i can just to you know mm -hmm. show that I'm, I'm being consistent with it bro like because that was that was main main focus out here bro if you're not consistent people will forget about you so quick right and i learned that from my time off it's like i was doing shows with guys now they kind of they name up here now you know what i mean so it's like damn i was just doing shows with that guy you know what i mean now <laughs> So I, you know, I understand. Like, motherfuckers ain't gonna remember you, bro. If you ain't out here consistent, showing your face, putting in the work. No, nah, for real, that's um, got put in work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me kind of talk about. Uh, let me kind of take it back a little bit and kind of talk about, you know, because you kind of talked about, you know, you kind of focused on making your shows the best as they can be right now. So when it comes to you know you and your artistry, do you prefer like? performing better or do you like making the song better like which one like gives you more satisfaction lately lately writing because when i wrote when i wrote the sade's move like, i usually will be like oh yeah that's cool i'll wait for validation from somebody else that you know the bars is cool mm -hmm. but when i was right i'm like oh shit i ain't never wrote no shit like that like, <laughs> it, it just, <laughs> it's yeah. like you know what I mean? I wrote some uh, freestyle earlier to uh, Wayne Mob. I'm going to do some uh, working on some freestyles on some uh, older beats or whatever. So I wrote some shit earlier. I'm like, damn, like, how do I think of that? And it'd be like, man, then when I perform it, so I say perform it, and I get that same reaction from somebody else, it validate, yeah, I'm doing the right shit. Okay, so it kind of go hand to hand a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay, I feel that. And then I guess before we kind of get off your music, let me kind of ask you about your beat selection. Like, I definitely like on even on that Sade's move. I love that mm-hmm. beat on that Cradle to the Grave. Like, especially mm-hmm. some of the ones on Waiting to ex- to Inhale. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your beat selection process like? What do you need to hear in order for you to rap over? It? Well, uh, you can kind of tell a lot of my songs got like a little long intro. Mm-hmm. Some of them got that little. So I kind of like that. You let the beat breathe, let that little spacey let you hear it, and then I kind of think from, like I'm high. I want to, I want you know, when I'm listening to the beats, I'm high, so mm-hmm. I need to catch it. So I'm thinking maybe somebody else will be high listening to it, so they got to catch it. But I really look for that bounce, bass. You know, like I love trap beats too, but I like smooth stuff as well. So. Like the credit to the grave when the beat drop, that shit hit so hard. And I know when I perform it, it hit so fucking hard too. So I'm like, yeah, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Sade's move is smooth, but it ride like. I could definitely see the currency influence. Yeah, definitely, bro. Like, um, that's that's why I'm trying to go with my shit, bro. I ain't trying to take bro lane or steal his sauce or none of that. But as far as his influence, and I didn't see him do it, like. Motherfuckers thought yeah, he was I mean, over with once he left cash money. Yeah. He did shit, but man, been consistent as hell. Yeah, <laughs> he's, right, still, sure. he's still out here. Wayne ain't out here like that no more. He, he dropped 10 mixtapes in a year man. still. Man, he got to stop doing that shit, though. I feel <laughs> like that's just flooding the game, though. Like, you, you yeah. just giving niggas too much. But I guess if you record all the time, which you probably do, mm-hmm. you might as well just drop the shit. But. Yeah. What's that kind of uh, studio uh, look for you? Is it do you be smoking when you go to the studio? Do you have a drink? Um, like, how do you prepare? Like, what gets you in that mindset? Definitely gotta smoke, man. Definitely gotta roll up. I'm at the studio, especially if the engineer smokes. Sometimes I might be at a with an engineer that don't smoke, so I probably pre pre smoke before I get there. Not while I'm recording, so I can save my voice, and then after I'm done recording, smoke again. Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure I get my voice right for whatever song I'm going for, whatever tone I need to do. If I'm gonna be doing some auto tune, I don't want to be, you know, too have my have too much smoke on my voice and shit. So um, I don't really drink like that. The last two session, my boy uh, Antonio Juan, shout him out. My boy brought some um. Some bell that through, so we got lit up, you know, poured up a little bit of that, man, had a little session. But other than that, I'm just strictly getting high. Feel that, I feel that. So let's kind of get into these discussion questions. You know, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, some hip hop topics for you, or kind of like a broader, you know, a broader view of hip hop and like kind of how you view it. So I guess, you know, in 2022, you know, at this time, like, what is, what's your opinion on the state of hip hop? And I kind of want to break it down in like in the specific things that I'm thinking about. But I guess what's your what's your initial thought on like where hip hop and you know rap music is today? Um, I say the the actual music is kind of getting repetitive. You know, it's you know individuality is lacking a little bit. But as far as being an artist is better because there's more ways to get yourself out here mm-hmm. than back, man, like back in when I first started, 09, 2010, like, man, ain't nobody, people posting on your page all day. Nobody wants that flood and spamming people, you know, pages and shit like that. Now, I upload it one time. Uh, I can add a QR code to something to people to get to my music quick. 
you know, the link tree, all type of stuff, bro. It's a lot of different avenues for artists out here to get yourself on, man, like, and do everything yourself. I do all my own cover, like I said, through Canva, Canvas or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, they ain't had that back then. I had to go find somebody to make me a damn mixtape cover, you know what I mean? They ain't gonna do shit but put me in front of a car with some bitches next to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm paying too much. I could do a lot of shit on my own, so... I say nowadays you can do a lot more on your own, but as far as creativity, it's, it's kind of lacking nowadays. And when you kind of talk about, you know, doing things on your own, have you ever thought about, you know, making your own beats or, you know, recording yourself, like being your own engineer, having an in-house studio? Yeah, actually, um, if I go to the audio office, I was studying to do some engineering. So a couple songs that I got, I recorded myself and mixed myself. So, ah. you know, I'm trying to tap into that. I'm going to have my own home studio. So the beats, nah, I can't do no beats, bro. I tried. I ain't, I ain't Wait, got the patience not? for it, bro. Oh, you, okay. The patience. Okay. Yeah. Like I tried it, bro. That shit was just sounding trash, bro. I ain't going <laughs> to lie to you. That shit was sounding like 2008, 08 fucking Soldier Boy beats, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like to this day so i'm just you know i know what i want my guys make beats so i just i trust them to do it bro for sure for sure and kind of going back to the state of hip-hop and stuff like that you know a lot of people say like you know it, it turned into it turned from the drug dealers to the drug users like do you feel like that's something that's dangerous these days in hip-hop like a lot of people glorifying these drugs a lot or do you feel like that shit don't even really they just expressing themselves I think it's because we can see it more now, bro. But you look back in the '90s, a couple artists, some artists and stuff was they was using drugs. Like, look at it, you know how did Wayne get popular? Screw. So true, true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Elvis and drugs is, you know what I mean? So a lot of artists is just more seen now, and you can't get away from from it. But I feel like it's the same, bro. If it was in the '90s and we have fucking social media. We'll see all the, the cigarettes and all the fucking 40s and shit. Everybody drinking all motherfucking day. Yeah, whatever we had back then. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just got to take that with it. Like, take that bump on the chin. Do you feel like it's dangerous for people to glorify it or promote it at all? Or do you feel like it's not even on? Or do you feel like artists have a responsibility to glorify the right things? Is kind of what I'm trying to ask you. Or does it... Or is... Um, I mean, if it's going to contradict your music, I can't tell a, a woman to shake her ass right here and then tell you don't do no drugs. You know what I mean? So it kind of don't go. They'll be looking at you like, the hell you telling me? So I feel like, you know, if you selling something, man, and it's working, just keep doing it. You ain't going to you to an individual person saying, hey, you, you need to start drinking lean or hey, you, you need to start smoking weed. Like, hey, the music is catchy. I ain't never going to tell nobody don't make the music. I don't make that type of music. But I'm always listening to it. And I know that's what's going to get people dancing in the clubs and shit, too. Like, you just got to deal with it. No, for sure. Um, and kind of let me let me talk about this other topic. You know, I don't heard people say that, you know, rap and hip rap is being a rapper is one of the most dangerous professions. Um, you know, you see a lot of people dying and getting shot or killed or shooting and killing people. So. Do you feel like that? That's like a big issue, or is it kind of like the drug thing, where it's like that shit been happening? The man, a lot of that is the energy you put out, man. You gonna get that back, bro. Like, 
a lot of them artists, like, you talk about what you talk about, you know, and you got to be careful because a lot of people, like you asked me, that I have to check in and I stay out here. <laughs> a lot of people, you, so you, you be rapping about that shit when you go to different states, people going to try you. They don't know you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just, if you rapping about that type of stuff, just be prepared to have to try to back it up or you know, you're going to have to tell motherfuckers straight up that, that it's just raps. And people ain't going to do that. They're going to stand on what they rapping about. Yeah. And I feel like, man, you just, you got to know what come with what you rapping about. I'm rapping about bitches, so hopefully it bring me bitches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you rap about killing niggas, hey, man, niggas going to come see Come see about you. Like, yeah. is you really about that? Now, that's what I say. People is testing more rappers. Gangster now. Back sure. then, probably then back then. Like, I, I mean, like smoking videos. on rappers came from Chicago. Oh, yeah, it most time. definitely did. It most definitely did. Hmm. A lot of rappers, they've they been saying that shit. Like, a lot of shit, bro. That niggas don't even got to be a rapper and they was being smoked on. Crazy. So, you know what I mean? So, that's always been down. It's a bad. <sighs> it's bad that it's took off to where it's all over now. But, you know, man, Chicago, bro. Man, let's talk about that, though, man. Like, when, you know, Chicago drill, quote-unquote, just, you know, first was coming on the scene. Like, how was you feeling about that? Was you even on, like, you know, checking out all the people back then? Or was you not even on that type of wave at that time? Shit, bro, you couldn't get away from it, bro. Like, we had DJs out here. Like, I told you, we was on some, you know, Kendrick TDE. Wasn't nobody trying to hear that shit, bro. Like, we go to a show, we'll be probably the only group on that shit. Everybody else drill straight drill so we had djs out here that wouldn't accept music if it wasn't drill they came out and even said if you're not sending drill music we don't want it so that's crazy you know what i mean like that's just how it was bro back then like if you wanted that one of your lane bro you just had to get in where you fit in like you ain't make no drill song no nah, i ain't make no drill songs bro because i don't want to you know what i mean portray something that i'm not doing you know what I mean? like that ain't my music. Like, I rap over some trap beats all day. They're my favorite beats because I feel like I can get my flows off. I can get my bars off or whatever. But as far as trying to gain fans, gain exposure, sell records and stuff, I know my lane. Bro. Right. So, but at the end of the day, I'm going to still listen to that shit. That shit be going hard. Bro. That shit is hard, too. <laughs> that shit be going hard. No, for real. Um, yeah, what do you say to, like, those rappers who, who imitate what they don't live? Like, why do you choose to do what you do and ra- other rappers choose to imitate to get big? They just lie. I feel like, um, just probably getting influenced easier. Like, I ain't, I ain't that an easy influence by that type of stuff. So, it's okay. just all about your mind state. Like, and who you hang around with, too. Like, I didn't hang around the type of guy. Like I said, I hang around guys that were drummers and made beat producers. Probably was in band. You know what I mean? Like, if I would have kept hanging with probably a lot of athletes, other rappers, and all that type of shit, I probably would have been rapping about that type of shit. Right. But you were in the suburbs, stuff. though, right? Yeah. Okay. But shit, it's still, bro, it's still, where I'm at, like, like I said, it was only 10 minutes from the city. So my mother was trying to move from the city, coming over here, and it ain't doing shit, but making it, making it worse. Like, I hear you. I don't have friends killed out here and shit, you know what I mean, at parties and shit, like, in, in neighborhoods, you'd be like, where? 
really? And it'd be like, yeah, because shit, it, it's everywhere. Like, it's just a lot that happens out there, but it always migrates out here also. Let's kind of lighten the mood a little bit, man. So uh, kind of talk about your experiences going to, you know, hip hop shows and stuff like that. Like over the years, have you gone to, to many? And like, what would you say are some of your favorite shows that you've seen from, you know, other artists? Uh, I've been to a few big jams out here. So I got to see uh, a lot of artists. Man. Probably my favorite one was when the baby first came out. I feel like that, I think. 2020, 2019, and he came out here for a big jam, and man, that shit was lit, bro. Watching him perform Suge live and shit, that shit, <laughs> yeah. that shit was cold. So, you gonna see that shit? Um, he ain't had a diaper on, did he? No, he ain't had no diaper on. Okay, <laughs> he had he had a Jordan jersey on, so he came out right. Um, I went to see Future and Migos, man. That shit was lit. But as of lately, I ain't really been to too many shows. I've been working shit. I'm trying. I'm trying to headline a show like that one day, so I just been trying to lock in, man. Now, what type of uh, festival are you trying to uh, do? Like Rolling Loud? Um, man, I I play all them shit this year, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, Lollapalooza, all types. I hit them up probably back in like January, February. Got mm-hmm. emails back. There's a Pitchfork festival out here, man. Bro, if it was a rock and roll festival, any festival that was out here, bro, I probably sent their ass an email trying to get on. Have people say, yeah, I don't think this will fit your music. Blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care, bro. Any anybody that give me opportunity to perform, I said, bro, I'm gonna hit them up. They definitely have local much. shows here, right, Matt, in uh, the Detroit area. Yeah, for sure. Like definitely, like different little, uh, um, like uh, what's it called, like uh, showcases and shit like that. Right, for sure. Like, is that usually what you go to when you perform? Like, do you kind of sign up for showcases and like? Yeah, showcases, open mics type shit. Probably open mics. Uh, yeah, showcase based. Like, so tonight I got a showcase. Um, yesterday was like a showcase, or then some will be open mic slash showcases. So we already have my slot secure, and then they'll let people come in and still rock the mic if they if they want. To. And when you perform those songs, do you look for something new that people haven't heard yet, or is this one of like your old songs? Like, how do you choose mm. a song that you want to perform wherever you go to? Depend on my time limit. So, uh, so tonight I ain't got that much time. Like yesterday, like I said, I had twenty minutes. So I did my, you know, I did my whole catalog damn near. Tonight I ain't got that long. I got shit seven, six, seven minutes probably. <laughs> so mm. I'm gonna do my three best songs that I think will get the crowd rocking and leave with a great impression. So yeah, it just I've been trying to learn my crowds and my times and what to do, what songs to place with. And who do you think your audience is? My audience, I'm trying to get the women. Cause you get the women, mm-hmm. the niggas gonna come. The niggas pause. The niggas gonna come. What, what y'all listening to? Who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm trying to be smooth. You know what I mean? Get the ladies. Um, and my real niggas, man, they like vibing, like listening to some smoking music. What goes you know, into like the branding for that? So you say you want to get the women. Like, what goes into yeah. your branding, and how do you wanna? Uh, portray your art and try to get them involved like how are you doing that trying not to uh <laughs> trying not to degrade them too much <laughs> with the music but still uh, say it in a slick way you know and then mm-hmm. uh i personally reach out to people to invite them to my shows also like so i kind of tap in and uh, like to get feedback and just i feel like, like free more, tickets right at the front just Say your name. You know what I mean? Like, I have people come to a show. You know, I don't know them. You know, you're going to come rock with me at a show. I'll buy you a drink. 
You know what I mean? That type of shit. So just trying to connect and then I'll probably send send somebody an idea. Hey, what you think about this? Or you know, and then like I know Cradle to the Grave video, I'll put in a plug of a edible juice company, you know what I mean? So she gonna plug it with other people because she's trying to sell her stuff. So she might tell yeah. her friends, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, this next one I did, I put, put the sweetheart in it and she might pub it to her friends, you know what I mean? So just trying to connect and network with them, give, give women the feedback, well, give women the music to make them want to give me feedback on it as well. Okay, so you work with like some edible company you said, right? Mm-hmm, Flavor High uh, Shy. Flavor High Shy? Mm-hmm. And what kind of edibles are those? Shit, what she has? Some butt cakes, some juices. Shit, she damn near take... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, she take custom custom orders too, bro. Like, I want to tell her, make me a damn strawberry crunch cake or some shit, bro. <laughs> oh, you, know I mean? so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, she Flavor High Shy. That's Shout out to her. on Instagram. You know what I'm yeah, man. Um, let me ask you one more question. We're going to go ahead and get you up out of here, man. Um, so let's kind of talk about, you, you spoke about networking and stuff like that. So how was your experience, you know, networking at these, you know, events and these shows that you go to? Is it like in the Chicago area? Is it pretty easy to get around with other rappers or is it kind of like a, like a dog eat dog world? Like how, how is it out there? Yeah, it's both. It's both. Like, I had certain shows, like I had a show where it wasn't really no support. Well, it was outside kicking it. Then I have a show where everybody in your face supporting. They don't know you, but so it just depends. Like if you had a show and the people got their posse with them, don't expect them to support you yeah, too much. They're gonna be too. You know cool. what I mean? They, you know what I mean? They there for who they there for. I had shows where shit, one person brought half the crowd, and once they got done. Everybody gone, so yeah. you know what I mean. So it be that type of shit. So I'm gonna rock the crowd, whether it's one person in there, a hundred people in there. You know what I mean. So I just try not to look at that. And then whoever you know walk up to me after I get done, I always you know get their Instagram, figure out what they do, and if we can help each other in any way, man. That's how I found uh, one video, man, for Cradle to the Grave. She was fucking with me after the show, and she linked up with him, so. I've been, I've been making a lot of connections at these shows. So it's just me personally. I've been making connections at most of the shows I've been to, but it's just not all of them going to have those connections. How do you feel about being on the radio versus maybe just getting your name on some of these DJ playlists? I really don't care about the radio, like especially out here, because they play what they play. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. put the guns down on the radio and then play the drill shit right after they say that. So, you know what I mean? Like, I got to that point. Like, from back when I said about dude didn't want no music that wasn't drill. Ever since then, I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? The radio, mm-hmm. if I ever get to that point, like, don't play my stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? If that's what y'all like. But it's indifferent, you know? I'm not trying to pay to be on the radio. I want them to, I want to make songs that make the radio want to play my shit. Right. So, you know what I mean? But it's, I'm indifferent. I ain't going hawking looking for no radio play. But if it come, I'm more than grateful for it. Absolutely. So kind of tell the people, I know you was talking about Sapphire. Uh, that was it, right? Sapphire? Yeah, the Sapphire tape. Yeah, so kind of tell tell people, you know, what you got going on. You know, you got the Sapphire tape and, and That's anything That's a dope else. name, though. Like, I hey, do man, like that. Where, where that come I from? I appreciate it. Man, random, I was going around like, man, I'm on a tape, and it have been the yellow tape. I'm just thinking about all the tapes that's them been. I'm like, has that it been a Glock. Sapphire tape? Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. trying to think, like, man, what kind of tapes have been out 
I don't heard them, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I searched up all the colors of the tape, and then my yeah. cover was already that color, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just make it the Sapphire tape. And then I went and looked it up, man. I'm like, man, I could do some Pokemon shit with this Sapphire, that Ruby, <laughs> yeah. and some other shit, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That type yeah. shit, you know what I mean? So, That'd be hard. So, yeah, appreciate it, bro. So, yeah, I'm working on the Sapphire tape, um, looking to dropping that sometime next month. I might add some more songs. Right now, I got seven for it. Mm-hmm. But I might add some more as I go. Um, and then by the end of the year, I'm trying to drop Waiting to Inhale 2. So um, hopefully by December or something, uh, maybe. What's the I'm name of that again? Waiting to Inhale 2. Waiting to Inhale Part 2. Waiting to Inhale Part 2. So another compilation? A different no, this one's going to be, well, this one's going to be more put together and more well thought out. It ain't going to be none that's already out or nothing like that. It's going to be all unreleased joints. Um, but just like the Sapphire tape, everything is unreleased, uh, fresh production. Nothing's no free, you know what I mean? So, just trying to keep pushing the vibes out, bro. Got the videos coming, number two video probably dropping the end of this month, early next month, depending on. I kind of want to get into that a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. what is your favorite, say, favorite three songs, your top three songs? What would you say that is? Number two, Cradle to the Grave, and then this unreleased song I got called Show Off. Uh, right now, yeah, Show Off. That's also I got a snippet on my uh, Instagram page. It's like it's for some it's some marriage type shit. So okay, it's gonna coincide. That's why I got for Waiting to Inhale Part Two. It's gonna that's the song that's gonna coincide with the poem, and then the next song. So I'm on some on some marriage shit for the ladies, man. Trying to when you yeah. start doing that poetry. No, I didn't do the poetry. I got somebody else from. Uh, oh, okay. I want to say I don't know if you know who Big Rube is from the Dungeon Family. Mm-hmm. Oh hell um, yeah, he did. Yeah, I got him to do the poem for me. So okay, um, yeah, it was, that's a good. It's a big, big look for me, man. I was really excited that he was rocking with me enough to do the poem. So man, it's it's gonna be dope once I release it as well. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. So we got the Sapphire tape. Big Rube. Um, got the number two video. Um, we got uh, Waiting to Inhale 2 coming up. And of course, you're going to be doing these shows. So everybody, we're going to put his links in the, in the description so you can go ahead and check out his Instagram and his music and stuff like that. But definitely appreciate you, D. So nice for man, coming through. Appreciate you coming on. Y'all. Appreciate y'all, bro, man. Anytime, man. I swear to God, I rock with y'all for life, bro. For sure, man. Most been a stuff. great episode. So we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. This has been The Friends Podcast, and we out. Yeah, tune in. Peace and love.